folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coglin. As we are uh, getting into it now with the postseason well underway, we've got some championships taking place um, this upcoming weekend, and we've got uh, regionals and sectionals happening right now. So we are... Uh, or at the beginning of the end, I guess, as if, if you want to look at it that way, of the school year for um, athlete, athletics. And uh, we've got a lot of fun stories to talk about. So as always, we've got a jam-packed episode of the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder before you get, go through our rundown of what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Apple, iTunes, Android, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are there. Leave us a nice little review as well. We always appreciate everybody's insight. And uh, if we're not uh, somewhere where you listen to podcasts, let us know. We can add that. Make sure we want to reach as many people who love North Shore sports as much as possible. All right. We're going to do our usual four-quarter format for this week's episode. Um, We're going to do first quarter. We're going to recap some uh, sectional action with both boys and girls water polo and girls track and field. In the second quarter, we hear, listen, and are joined by uh, Henry Wolf, a new Trier uh, catcher uh, for the baseball team. In the third quarter, we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. And then in the fourth quarter, we're just going to preview and talk about all the different playoffs that are going on um, right now. Big mishmash of uh, everything that um, <laughs> is involved in uh, spring sports playoffs. But why don't we start things off here uh, with uh, boys and girls water polo. Um both Nutrier um, boys and girls team teams winning uh, sectional titles on Saturday at Glenbrook South. Um, both teams uh, talked about bo- how big of a weekend it was going to be for both teams. Uh, I think uh, obviously we talked a lot about the boys team, the girls team as well. Um, Joe, but just kind of a successful weekend for both the Trevians and kind of something that we expected as they head off to state, uh, which will be at Stevenson this week. For the boys, yeah, um, you know, we 100% expected it. Um, they weren't going to be really challenged in this sectional, but, um, and probably not till the semifinals of state. Um, that's how good and talented they are and big of a gap there is between a couple teams this year on the boys' side. And Nutria is one of them. So they they did away with, um, oh, Blake, I, I believe it was Maine South um, in the title game. Um, and um, kind of ran roughshod through that, through that sectional as they should have. They're they're just that good of a team. So um, they, yeah, they won eighteen five for a sectional championship. Kind of a big deal, and they're off the state. So um, kudos for them. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they can bring home the title because that's that's definitely their goal. What what was there something that kind of left you impressed or kind of surprised by what happened over this past weekend, or is it just kind of what we expected at this point? Just, I mean, you know, just, I feel like we had a really good chance or opportunity to know that this was going to happen, but I mean, just did anything really surprise you scoring wise, defensively wise that um, kind of, you were like, Oh, I didn't expect that. Or was it pretty much like, nah, I kind of expected this to happen. If you're talking about the boys, um, no, not too much. You know, only that the Hawks scored up to five goals. I mean, it was 18 to five, but um, I think Nutria probably expects a little more out of their defense, but um, they were in control the whole the whole match. Um, so I think they they do want to clean things up. It seems like they're just really on a mission. So a lot of their, 
their quotes and things they said were, were all about, um, we still got some cleaning up to do and work to do to be state champion. So we'll see if they can do that. Now on the girls side, if we're talking about water polo in general, yes. I mean, the, the new Trier Evanson score surprised the heck out of me because Evanson was the team to beat. They were the top team in the sectional. They, uh, they beat new Trier, I believe three times throughout the year, as we talked about, they kind of supplanted new Trier after a couple years of growth, they finally leapfrogged them to the top of, um, the area here in terms of uh, water polo, but that's not what happened on Saturday. Um, Nutria really made the adjustments, and they talked about making the adjustments um, in a nine to five win. So not only was it um, a victory, it was a a convincing one. You know, nine to five, and I believe they were up four nothing at halftime or something around there. And then when the action picked up, Nutria picked up just with it, so they were able to. Um, just fend off any comeback. I think the closest was six to three. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really, really impressed with how Nutrier adjusted to a team that had proven they were had the upper hand this year. Let's move on over now to uh, track and field where uh, we had sectional uh, take place where uh, Nutrier had a really big day, came up a little short of winning the sectional title as a team. Um, but the Trevians are going to send five uh, athletes over um, to the state championships, which take place at EIU Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Trevians, Ramblers, and uh, Panthers uh, will all compete, will compete in 13 events at uh, the state finals. Joe, just what did you think about uh, the performance? Let's start off with the Trevians, just um, being able to come close to winning that title, but um, also being able to send uh, a lot of athletes over to the state. Yeah, you know, it's talking to Bob Spagnoli, the coach for that girls team. I think, you know, very happy, very proud for the five entries headed to state. Uh, Some great performances, uh, but really just a little disappointed in not one, not sending more. You always want to send more, Um, but two, not winning the sectional, just four points off. And they talked about just, you know, I put in the story, just a little caveat with the sectional and that a huge jump. Um, from uh, main South jumper, I believe, pushed two Nutria girls to third and fourth instead of second and third. And that four point difference that they would have got for second and third was the difference in the meet. So things like that throughout a, throughout a track meet can make a huge difference in the team score. Um, and just Nutria kind of fell short in a couple areas, uh, had some bad luck. And I guess you'd call it bad luck or just circumstance didn't go their way um, in a couple areas and they didn't get the sectional championship. I could tell he was pretty disappointed that they wanted that one, especially week after getting the conference championship. So they wanted it, but for the uh, individuals, a big, big day for Maeve Kelly. Um, She's the thrower, super talented. She won the shot put, broke the school record, which was hers again um, at 13.2 meters. Um, She also won the discus was, which was a bit of a surprise. There were a couple big discus entries, uh, but she took the title there. So two sectional titles for the junior, Maeve Kelly. Um, so a very big day. And we'll see how she has a chance, uh, Coach talked about, to be an all-state performer in both. You know, she might have a chance to win one of them um, at the state meet. Um, I know she's up there in the shot put. So we'll see. Going to be very, very interesting to watch uh, this weekend. And then we also had Sophie, Sophie Guru qualifying the pole vault um, and Gabby Manzano in the long jump. She finished second. And... Um, um, I'm gonna screw up her last name. Um, 
and then the 400 meters, they had an entry advance as well. So they got uh, five there. Eva, Eva Scarborough um, will go to state two. So big day for, for the Trebs for those five, but I know they wanted more. Um, same thing, you know, we talked about last week, who would send more to the state meet, uh, Loyal and Nutria, and we disagreed, but we were both wrong because they tied. They both sent five <laughs> entries, although Loyola sent a relay. So technically they have more participants if you counted that whole number, but both have five entries advanced. So a nice day for the Ramblers who finished third as a team as well. Yeah, those relays. Let's talk about um, Loyola and what uh, they're able to do over there. Um, a couple big relay wins for um, Loyola, especially um, in the, sorry, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, trying to, uh, it was in the four by there it is the four by two, 400 uh, Loyola finished second um, with a time of 405 60 um, a little bit behind Evanston obviously with 349 66 um, but uh, the Ramblers able to uh, get that one as well as the four by 800 at 93709 um, behind uh, Lake Forest but um, Joe just to, those relays were kind of something that we talked about a little bit last week just being able to get those performances out of them and being able to go down the state. Yeah. Um, they've just got a lot of talented runners on the track. So if Nutria did most of their damage in the field, Loyola did it in the track, couple second place finishes in the relays, like you just mentioned, um, they've just got a really strong distance program. So their four by eight was really nice. It was a great race. Um, unbelievable finish by Lake forest um, to take the title. Um, the sectional title in the four by eight, but Loyola was a couple seconds behind with Maeve Norman, Jane Lynch, Ellie Gramas, Catherine San Roman. A lot of names we've kind of heard before over the years do some damage in cross country and track. And then some individuals are off as well. A lot of second place finishes um, for the Ramblers. So yeah, they, they just have some, some stars on the track, just some really nice um, performers that make a nice relay. Yeah, Morgan Maggie finished uh, second um, in the 3,200. So um, a lot of, like you mentioned, strong performances for them. So congratulations to the Panthers and or to the Ramblers. And I'm going on to the Panthers because um, we got some other strong performances uh, from Regina as well as North Shore Country Day. I know North Shore Country Day, obviously not at that um, meet, but uh, uh, a lot of strong performances from uh, other uh, field events as well. Yeah, Regina was down at 2A. They were at Carmel Catholic the same day. They had a nice, they, they've, they've really had a great track season. They've got some athletes right there doing some special things. And uh, Kendall Williams is one of them. Um, she came back off an injury and set the school record for a long jump. Uh, and that was, you know, that'll get her to state. And then Hanifa Adam, um, who's a junior, I believe, is also pretty incredible this season. She um, won the triple jump and she kind of, uh, was, was part of two big relays, um, including the four by one, which is going to state also set a record. I think Hanifa Adam has, we're, we're doing a story on this next week. So obviously I'm getting my research together, but I think she has set three school records this year and the four by one set a record. Um, and that's with Kendall Williams, with Hanifa Adam, as well as Tamia Quach and Sarah Burns. So nice for them. And North Shore Country Day, we go down one more level to one A. Um, and North Shore Country Day is sending seven entries to state. And they also set some state record, I'm sorry, um, program records, I believe. So um, pretty good stuff across the board for um, girls track and field. Well, a lot of fun stuff to look forward to there. And we'll hit on that a little bit later in the podcast. But why don't we jump on over now to the second quarter 
where we're joined by Nutria baseball catcher Henry Wolf. Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with Henry uh, while we covered a game last week. What are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, talk to Henry, junior catcher. Um, he's he's on a nice little hot streak here um, at the plate, but he's also uh, you know got a gun behind the plate. A um, quite an army threw out two base runners in a loss to Glenbrook South last week. Um, a pitcher's duel, three to zero. Um, and so we just kind of talked about you know Nutrier hasn't exactly figured it out quite yet. We've seen a couple times where they've. We thought they did, but then they'll have a kind of a setback. And that's kind of where they are right now as they're about to enter the postseason. So they're looking to get right. And we talked to, I talked to Henry a little bit about what that'll look like before the postseason. All right, let's take a listen. Tough one today. Yeah. Bats didn't come through. What was something about their pitching? with something with your batting? What do you think? Yeah, I think we need to take uh, more competitive at bats in general. I think we, we hit the ball hard. They, they, were, they played some good defense. And uh, I think we strike out less. I think that's just the bottom line. No, that's been a couple games where you guys haven't really put up a ton of runs. A couple here, a couple there. Is that a funk you guys are in? What do you think? Um, I just think we know we're a good team. We know we can hit the ball. I just think that sometimes we get in a little rut. But, you know, once we get going, I'm sure that we'll start mashing the ball again. Yeah, right. You guys got some experience. You got some talent on this roster. About two weeks out from postseason play, maybe-ish. What do you got to do between now and then? I just think that we got to come together as a team, honestly. I think that... As a whole, we know we have a lot of talented guys, like as you said, and I think if we can put it together fully, that we can make a pretty deep run in the state. Yeah, what do you guys want? To, what do you hope for? The goal is a state championship. Do you? Did you say Joliet? Joliet. Okay. We break it down on Joliet every every after every practice, every game. Break it down on Joliet. Okay. Okay, and you specifically had a pretty good. Uh, day throwing out base runners feel good to be back there how, yeah. how you feeling this yeah. season yeah you know, i love catching um it's i've always caught and i think there's nothing better than throwing out a guy um i know that defensively that's that's personally what i pride myself on and you know i can't wait to uh these next few games see how it goes get some wins <laughs> and the guy we got one a third which i always found a little more exciting right is, yeah. that, is that more fun getting a third especially, especially that's, he's outs. good yeah with two outs you know that was that was what got me going you know it, that was a big play right there um if you if you really got to third, you know it's puts your pitcher in a tough situation right but, you know i just gotta do my job to help my pitcher out as best as possible thanks so much henry for joining us and thank you as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week always appreciate everybody's insight all right, let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen way or they can't happen no way. All right, we're going to go jump back into water polo here with the first question here. Uh, way or no way, Joe, that both Nutria water polo teams will win state? No way. Um, I don't think they both win. Um, I think it's going to take a special effort from either of them, even even the boys who are who are just uh, dominant. That you know, so's Lions. So that's going to be quite a battle in the semis um, if they both get there. Um, but I just don't think the girls are are kind of a step behind some of the elite elite teams. Uh, I think they get Stevenson in the semis, which is going to be a really nice battle. Um, but so I do not think they both win it. No. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you there, and I think uh, I'll go no way as well. Um, obviously, it'd be a big uh, deal if, if one team was able to win, obviously, but um, I do think that the road is a lo- little bit tougher for the girls. Um, they got Lane Tech, and then they got, like you mentioned, Stevenson in the semifinal if they were to win. Um, but then they, but the boys also have a tough challenge. So 
Um, I think I'll go no way. I think it'd be a fun story, but um, for them both to do it, I think might be um, a little bit too much of a tall task. All right, we've got uh, girls soccer playoffs starting this week with 2A and 3A joining 1A this week. Um, way or no way, Joe, that Loyola and New Trier will meet each other in their sectional title. Um, is this soccer, did you say, or baseball? Girls soccer. <sighs> will they play each other in the semis, did you say? Or they the will play each other in the final. No, I don't think so. Um, I think Nutria is going to have to get on a run here. They, they face quite uh, – they will face probably if they win tonight uh, quite a battle on Friday night against OPRF just to get to the sectional round where they're going to face another battle um, to get to the sectional championship. So they're, they're the underdog here. I don't think – I think everyone's chasing Evanston in this sectional um, – Evanston's something special this year. They've really just taken apart every challenge that you've thrown in front of them. And they have, they've, they've played those best teams uh, around. So um, I think they're no joke and um, I think they have the upper hand. So you'll, you'll look to see Evanston in the title game, which means not both Nutrier and Loyola will be there. Yeah. I think I'll go no way with here. I think Loyola has the potential to make it to the sectional final. Um, I think they will probably be Whitney young in the regional final on Friday. And then, have a good chance of beating Maine South. I think that'd be a good sectional semifinal game. I wouldn't say it's a surefire thing, but um, I think it'd be hard for, like you mentioned, Nutria to beat OPRF if they were to win um, tonight on Wednesday and play each other on Friday for the regional final. And then the top Evanston um, in that sectional semifinal of everything went shock. Um, I just think that'd be too tough. Challenging if they were to do it, um, then I think we would have one heck of a story for a sectional final. Yeah. But I'm going to go uh, no way on that front. All right, way or no way, Joe, but we've got our uh, seeds and brackets out for lacrosse. Way or no way that we don't have a Loyola Nutrier sectional final in both boys and girls lacrosse? Oh, no way. That's happening. Um, I, you know, they haven't faced too much, um, too many challenges locally either you know they've they've had they all those teams have played some tough games in state but they've come out on top of them i think they've proven they are the upper echelon but you know the, the teams that they've been challenged by are not in the sectional so um i don't really expect too much challenge for them both to get to that sectional final yeah i'll agree with you no or uh what, what am I looking for? I think here? you phrased it for a no way. <laughs> yeah, it's a no way, I think. Uh, no way, yeah, they're definitely both for boys and girls. Loyola and Nutrier should be playing each other um, for sectional titles. I think they'll obviously add another, another, you know, another list to the long uh, or another moment for the long list of great um, stories between these two teams in lacrosse. And um, it should be a lot of fun, but no way that it doesn't happen. I definitely think uh, those two teams will definitely be playing each other for sectional titles in both boys and girls lacrosse. Uh, way or no, no way, Joe, we've got the state meet this weekend for girls track and field. Way or no way, we will have our way, we will have a state champion this weekend from the North Shore area. A, a, a champion? Oh, man. Um, I, I want, you know, let's root for, for Maeve. Let's say way. Um, let's say she pulls it off and, and wins a shot put um, championship. So um, way I'm behind her. I think she has the, uh, 
the growth to do it. Um, and that's what Spagnoli said too. She's got, you know, a lot in her tank and she's still kind of developing the skill, but she's got just that, um, she's already developed it to this point and has that kind of innate ability for in, in that event, in, in the throwing events. So, um, yeah, let's say, let's say, yeah, let's say we, we will have one. It's, it's a long shot, but let's say Maeve can do it. I'm going to be a downer and say no, hey, um, just for the case of, uh, I don't know, I think there's a lot of great talent in the area. And I think uh, um, we'll definitely get some top five finishes for sure. Um, I just, I, I just wouldn't put the mortgage down on uh, um, getting a state title. I think it'd be too, might be too tall of a task. So I think I'm going to go no way there. And finally, well, let's jump on over to boys volleyball, where we've got our seeds and brackets out there. Way or no way, Joe, that Loyola boys volleyball can win uh, its sectional in the, the season's playoffs. Um, I'm sorry to be a downer on your on your alma mater here, but um, no way. I, I you know this volleyball is so good in the area. They didn't get moved to a different sectional or something, did they? And they're trying to pull a fast one on me. No, they're playing uh, in the Glenbrook South. They're playing the the French high school of Chicago. Um, this bracket is really interesting, by the way. I, um, they would play Evanston if everything went chalk, and then they would play Hersey um, for a regional final if everything uh, went chalk. Yeah. Um, so I could see them um, pulling off a regional if they get hot, uh, but then you got to play Glenbrook North. They're not beating Glenbrook North. Um, then on the other side, you got Nutrient Buffalo Grove looming and Glenbrook South. Um, they're not beating those teams if they get there. Even Evanston in that regional, um, I think that's that the regional semis, they've lost to Evanston twice this year. So Evanston's a good team. They just haven't put it all together. So I, um, a talented team, I should say. I say no way. They, they can't come out of that section. Um, yeah, I think I'll go no way uh, there as well. Um, I think it might be too tall of a task. I, I do see them winning the regional. I would not be surprised on that front, but um, I do think that winning that sectional would be too tall of a task there. All right, let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we get just preview a whole bunch of sports here. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, why don't we start off with water polo? We hit on it a little bit in the first quarter, obviously, and in the third quarter. But uh, what can we expect, Joe, uh, from both Nutrier boys and girls teams at Stevenson this week? Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun weekend, fun tournament. I think we start up tomorrow, which is Thursday, listeners. And uh, it's just, you know, it's going to be some really good um, special uh, matchups here when we get to the semis, I think. I think the opening round kind of weeds out possibly the the weak sectionals, um, if there were any. And then we're left with with kind of the cream of the crop, and that's going to be um, Nutrier, Lions, uh, I think I don't have the bracket in front of me, of course, uh, Naperville North maybe. Uh, but anyway, um, that neutral lines matchup in the semifinals is, is it, um, in my opinion, I think they, they played twice this year. I don't know if they played a third time in tournaments that I missed, but they split both one goal games or two goal games, both close matchups. Um, and we're just going to have a slug fest if that's it in the semis for, and they both have state on their mind. You know, they they could both take third and that's well and good and get a trophy, but they want state. That's the mission here for both those teams. So we're gonna it's gonna be quite a quite a matchup in those semifinals. So I think 
Nutria boys, I think, are taking home a trophy um, unless something wild happens. It's just, is it going to be a first place or a third place? I think we're, we're debating here. And I, I don't know what to say because I don't know where Lions is at this point. Um, but I, they've got the makings, um, the makings of a state champion. So a uh, big root for the, uh, for the Nutria boys this weekend. And on the girls' side, um, we talked about it. They're, they're, you know, they're ranked in the top five, uh, but they, they got to go through Naperville North Stevenson Alliance as well. And they're, they're, they've done things this year, <laughs> special things, those teams. So um, I, I, I think, I think Nutria takes home a trophy though. I, I just, I think it might be a third place as well. Do you, um, do you feel like that, that for the boys, that Nutria and Lions matchup, is that essentially the state championship? You don't, in the other half of the bracket, you got Stevenson, you got Whitney Young, you got York and Lincoln Way East. Um, if both Nutria and Lions were to win and play each other on Saturday morning, um, is that essentially in your mind the state title game? Yeah, it is. Um, I think they've set themselves apart. I think Nutria, the fourth place team, for instance, is Stevenson, and I think Nutria beat them twice, and one of them was 10 to 2. Um, so I think there's a gap there. Um, and Naperville North is up there too, but I, I just really think that. Those are the two best teams. They've proven it. They've beaten all the other teams. So now um, um, it's a shame that they got to meet up early. But that's – I really still think there. here's another advocate for – or another good time to advocate for reseeding once we get to state. Once you get those eight or four or, well, you know, whatever you do at your state tournament, reseed once you get there. Um, I don't see why not. They're all going to play at the same place. So we don't have to worry about geography. Why not reseed once we get to state? Um, that seems like an obvious and simple fix for me. Um, I think we should do it. Um, we've got girls track and field state finals, just general hits on what you, I know we've talked about it in the first quarter and third quarter, but what are you looking forward to this weekend and what some of uh, the area talents can do? Yeah, like, I, like we talked about, watch out for Maeve Kelly in 3A in both the shot and the discus. Right currently she has the second top throw um, so she seated the second entering in the shot put entering the tournament. Um, look out for Loyola relays. Hopefully they make it to Saturday or at least one of them and we get to see, uh, but you know, relays are, are tough, um, to, to qualify for the second day. Uh, but in those lower levels, keep an eye out for Regina and North shore country day. They've got some really talented school record holding, um, student athletes. So, uh, will they be able to make a big splash here? at the finals, I think we might, you know, see some, some second day performances, which is what you want to do. You want to compete as long as the season lasts, which is Saturday. Sticking with track and field. I know we've got uh, boys sectional action happening on Thursday. Um, what are you expecting to see Joe out of those races, especially with Nutria and Loyola, um, both competing in the same sectional? Yeah. Uh, I'm expecting some success, especially in the distance events. Um, you know, we got, we talked about what Nutria's got with Nick Falk and, and George Cahill on the back end, those really strong distance runners. Um, and Loyola's got Aiden Simon and Spencer Warner. Um, so um, I think we're going to see uh, those, those guys do very well in the distance events and as well as the distance relays. And, you know, Nutria's been able to fill out their lineup with other uh, mid distance and sprinters that could do some damage to the, the Ronan O'Neills and the uh, Jack Brewers and things like that. So 
Um, I think it should be a good day for Nutrier um, and Loyola. And um, um, we should see, you know, uh, a lot of people head off state. Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with Nutrier baseball last week. Um, just what are you some last, uh, we are heading into the postseason next week, but uh, what are some baseball headlines that you're looking forward to as we uh, wrap up the regular season here? You know, I know the Loyola is getting over some injuries and they're figuring it out, but they've taken some lumps recently, but they can still pound the ball. And Nutrier is trying to figure out, I think, their ideal lineup to really go to the postseason with. They've, they've had some injuries too, but that allowed them to tinker. They brought up some people, as we, I mentioned that story, um, Justin Wood has started a couple games for them. That's Kerry Wood's son for all you out there. Um, he started a couple games and he struck out six through four innings against GBS. It wasn't enough. Um, they hit his fastball um, hard early to get on top of Nutrier. But, uh, you know, our, our guys like that, they also had another sophomore, I, I want to say Max Kaplan, I hope that's right, uh, has been pitching up on varsity too. So I think they're trying to figure out the right combo um, to throw out on the mound um, during the playoffs. Um, it's either that or they're really spelling their, their starters for the playoffs because um, they're, they're, they got a couple senior arms. Um, but I really think they're just trying to figure out what they can do and situationally, but they, they haven't been great situational hitting. And can that just appear in the postseason? I think it can. I mean, it's baseball. There's talent in that lineup. They just got to get the hits in the right spots. Um, and they're not doing that now. So whether that's a change to approach or, um, just getting hot, just all clicking, um, they need to do that to make a run in the postseason. If they don't, they'll be an early out because um, they're going to face tough, tough competition in that section. It seems like everything, if everything goes according to plan, it will be Loyola versus Nutrier in the regional final next Saturday. Um, Loyola needing to beat Maine West and Nutrier needing, needing to beat um, Elk Grove Village. But um, what do you think about that matchup, not to play preview two weeks ahead, but I mean, just – um, what do both teams need to work on before they potentially play each other in a regional final? Yeah, just what I talked about. And actually, we'll see a preview. I believe they play each other this Friday, um, one, of the, one of the final games of the regular season. If not, they probably play Saturday too. But um, we'll see a little preview there. I bet, I bet they'll hold something back because they know they're, uh, um, they're playing each other. Any, any surprises they might be working on or – um, lineup configuration, defensive alignments, things like that. But um, I think, you know, they know each other well. They know the personnel. Um, it's going to be a battle, but Loyola can hit, man. I, I, I haven't seen a Nutria pitcher that just shuts anybody down this year. Um, they've got some nice arms, and they can have a good day, but Loyola is going to hit a good day. you got to have a special day to shut down. So Nutria is going to have to hit, period. It's not going to be a, a 3 nothing shutout for Nutria if those two teams play like they're capable of, it's going to, you know, Loyola's going to put up some runs. You got to outscore them um, and hold, limit them, but not shut them down. Cause it's not going to happen and just score some runs to get on top. And that's going to be a challenge for them. Cause like I said, Nutrier's struggle with their situational hitting um, their two out hitting runners. You know, I've seen two Nutrier games this year. The last two I've seen, they've left 12 and 11 runners on base and you got to get them home. Um, so at least a few, as my, as coach Napoleon told me, you know, if you score zero runs, you don't win very often. So um, they got to score um, and against Loyola, they'll definitely have to, but I'm looking forward. I hope that, I hope that matchup comes to fruition.
All right. Any other fine points you want to talk about before we say goodbye? No, we got softball, soccer next week's going to be going to be fantastic um, with, you know, whatever final four that sectional spits out. Uh, it's going to be great soccer next week. Um, and uh, it's coming up only these last few weeks are going to go quick. So stay tuned to Friday Night Drive. Stay tuned to the record North Shore, all your local sports. It'll be good. It'll be good stuff. Yeah, thanks so much, as always, for listening to the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder, again, you can subscribe to us anywhere that they're available. Podcasts are available, for that matter. And uh, make sure you're checking us out and give us a nice little review as well. We always appreciate everybody's insight. Like Joe said, check out all the North Shore news and sports and everything else at therecordnorthshore.org. And check out my football stuff as we are still uh, getting some commitments in the CCL ESCC, so make sure you follow my stuff there as well as uh, we're getting some commitments before the summer starts and this, I'm sure some more summer evaluations and summer visits are going to happen. We'll see more and more commitments. So make sure you check us out there and uh, keep up to date with all the latest in Illinois football, uh, high school football, but for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.